Welcome to the Wire to Wire podcast. As always, I'm your host, Yusuf. Today, I'll be joined by my good friend, Zazu. You might remember him from previous episodes. For those who don't know, he's a talented actor, host, and entertainer. Today's episode is an important one. We're going to have a necessary conversation surrounding the murder of George Floyd and the aftermath of it. But more importantly, we're going to discuss potential solutions. Now, you may not like what you hear or agree with what's said, but you know what? I really don't care. We're going to speak our truth, and we're going to live in it unapologetically. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. Now, without further ado, let's kick the show off. All right, Zazu, bro. It's always great having you on. Thanks uh, for having me again, man. It's always coming here. Yeah, it's always, me. it's always fun, bro. Always have interesting, lively conversations. But for this episode, you know, I really want us to discuss what's going on in the world around us. Now, man. I have very strong opinions. And I'm definitely going to give my take because I got a lot of stuff that I got to say. But I oh, want to start sure. with you, though, because I know, you know, you're a father of four. That's it, man. I'm yeah, a blessed so man. I would like to know where you stand on everything with what's going on with George Floyd. I'm, I mean, I just think George Floyd is just a tipping point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one thing after the other. After, and what makes it worse is that we've all just been sitting at home agitated by the pandemic that's going on. And so any little thing was about to set anything off. You know what I'm saying? And so for there to be killings when people are trying to stay home or safe, that's, it's not just killing, like murder. Like for you to murder someone in broad daylight while everyone's home, social distancing, it's just, it's psychotic. You know, and that was the tipping point. Like, if you look at our day and you compare it to the days of MLK, nothing has changed. No. All that walking that it did, all that sitting on the front bus, all those silence, it's not working. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, not, I'm not all for the looting. I'm not all for the violence and stuff. But it has to take all that measures for them to even arrest the man who murdered George Floyd in the middle of the street. You know, somebody told me he didn't die on the street. He, he, he wasn't murdered right there. He, they said he died in the hospital. Like, have you seen the video? The man, George Floyd, had a medical condition, and they said that they called the, the paramedics on scene. Okay? There's three men on him. He's already handcuffed. He's begging, I can't breathe. And you know that this person who's begging, I can't breathe, has a medical condition, and you call the paramedics, and you're still choking them out with your knees. I've never seen such things before. How do you, rest- how do you restrain someone with your well, knees? He's, he's already in freaking handcuffs. Like, what? Like, I don't understand why, why already you're in handcuffs kneeling on the man's neck. Like, that, it makes no sense. There's four versus one. Four versus one, and he has medical condition. What more... Do you need? He was already. You, do you know he was already in a cop yeah, cruiser? Yeah, he was. 
and, and they pulled him out in the cop cruiser too. I seen that. I seen that video. He was beating yeah. him up inside the car, too. and they dragged him out. So you tell me that does, why is why is he only being charged for third degree murder? That has to change because third second degree murder is intent to kill, and I believe without a shadow of doubt that second degree murder is intent to kill. Now the first degree murder is you have to plan it out. I I can I can say for sure like because they know each other they've had um, a history together. The the yeah. officer and, and Floyd had a history. And that's together. my thing, and I don't. And the media hasn't gotten into this. I do hope that they get into this in the near future. But I want to know what their connection was because the way I'm looking at it right now is that this guy had it out for him. Like there was some kind of envy that was there, or some kind had of jealousy. It out. Because like for you to do what you did, that takes a lot of anger. Like so, there has to be like. And it's, it's very sickening. It's disgusting. And to me, there has to be some kind of jealousy that was there. Like Je- there was there's, something, there's envy, ra- something. Racial hatred. I have no doubt in my mind that this was definitely an act of racism. Without a doubt. But I feel like there was something underlying that made him want to do that. Was there jealousy? Did he like? Did they have a previous confrontation where they used to work? I don't know. Like there, there has to be some kind of history there. Uh, they were both worked at security guards at this one at a nightclub. Um, at a nightclub, so who knows which altercation they had, That's or conversation they had, like, or whatever. Like to be um, and I think I, I also Floyd, Floyd's fiance is a white man, a yeah. white girl, right? So hey, maybe he's, he's the type that doesn't like seeing a black man with a white woman, you know. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put all that together because at the end of the day, the truth exactly. is gonna come and, out. And you and, know, you know, I would actually, if I was a betting man, I would like the odds on that one. And here's the thing. And For like, sure. I'm going to take it back to the OJ trial, right? And I'm not going to say right, whether right, or not right. I think he's innocent or guilty. I'm not going to get into the verdict or all that. I just want to focus on one thing where the officer, Mark Furman, he was on tape saying that if he hated biracial couples. And so yep, yep. the fact that he said that on tape is what made them basically give them a not guilty verdict because of the fact that he was the first exactly. officer on the scene. And he had and he had previous calls yep. to this residence, and he hated biracial couples. So there's all these different variables and factors. So if he's on tape saying that, that's not an isolated ideology. That's probably a wide. That's a very no man. That's widespread ideology that I'm sure exists. Did this officer feel that mm-hmm. way? Who knows? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. And, and, and for the for his wife, for the officer's wife to just. Next day, later, she's filing for a divorce, saying she's sickened by her husband. For her to do that means that she knows something. It's a possibility. Means that there's a history. Which wife could? Which wife would just divorce their husband? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right off the rip because they they see what's in the news. Unless he's really at fault and he did something, and she knows. Wife knows. That there's not a thing a man will do without the wife not knowing. And I don't know too much about his wife. Like, like I've seen pictures of her, but I don't. Like, I don't watch the news, so I'm not gonna get into that. Cause but I read the thing that you're talking about that she filed her divorce right away, and she just wants it to be over with. Yeah, does she know something about him? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a couple of years down the line, name 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 a wife, wife name a wife that doesn't know the, their I'm, their husband's sure actions. Saw warning signs, but <laughs> I wouldn't be saying? surprised if a couple of years 
she writes a tell-all book describing what the marriage was like. Exactly. That like right, this was right. the last straw for her. But I'm gonna say my stance on it, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with that video, really, what that video represented for me personally, it was just a reinforcement of what I owe, like of what mm-hmm. I believed. Already yeah. knew. Exactly. Like, it was exactly. Reinforcement. And, and you really didn't want to like come out. You didn't want to be the one to be like, yo, you know what? This is this. Is, like, you know, for me, like, I'm not the type to point fingers at y'all or white people racist. Da, 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 da. But that video reinforces, like you said, like you said, reinforces that belief yeah. that you know that it's yeah, out like, there. And, right? And it's hard to put yeah, a stop and to I it. I put out a statement actually when it happened on my website. I put out a statement. To be honest, like when I saw that video, like, I was just exhausted, bro. I was just tired. I'm like, here we go again, right? And for me, right, 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 for me, right. The biggest thing was just that walking around with a target on your back. With a target, like on you your have back. a target on your back, and it's you have to worry about law enforcement. You know, different members of society. You know, sadly, even sometimes our own people they look at us sideways, right? Mm-hmm. Any, any, oh, anytime you walk out of your house, you're walking as a potential threat to someone, even if you don't do anything. You're still a potential threat. For me, that's just what I thought. Like it was just a reinforcement of that. Like, like you just can't win. <laughs> yeah, you. There's no winning. Like I said, like I have four kids. Like you said, I have four mm-hmm. kids, right? To raise a child up in this, I was already scared about raising up in a perverse society where where there's pedophiles out there, where people adopt children, where where people like I don't curse, yeah. right? I, I'm even scared to send them to public school where they pick up bad habits. Like, you know, the, the day-to-day stuff that fathers or parents, mothers worry about um, tainting your child's um, uh, virtue. You know what I'm saying? Those things, like, that I worry about in a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Not to, like, really, really this being enforced, like, racism. How do I explain racism to my black children? Yeah. That not everyone's like you in life. That, that, that your father might just leave and never come back because it fits a description. How do I explain that? To my kids, yeah, it's a tough conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and, and it's not one that like any parents should ever have to go through to have. But unfortunately, this society is so perverse, it's so sickening yeah. that you you have to protect your little ones, yeah. right? People don't see color. Oh, you better see I, I, color. I, 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 when people tell me, "Oh, I don't see color, I don't see race." That to me is the most alarming thing you can say. Like that tells me what I need to know about you. You are exactly that you yourself are racist. Yeah, like that's the way you're telling me. Like, what do you mean you don't see color? Like that that's BS to me. Right. And so that alone, like it, it's it's just a scary world to live in. Like to raise these little pure children, you see them grow up, laugh, teach them how to brush your yeah. teeth. And, and now to have to let them know that there's other type of human race out there that don't like you because of the melanin of your yeah. skin. It, it, it's tough, you know? Yeah. It's tough. It, it just breaks my heart. Like, I was so sickening watching that video. My wife can't even watch that I video. I don't blame her. <laughs> she can't, can't even watch it. She, she's sick into her stomach. And I'm not the type to hate anybody. And I don't want that oh, in my God. heart. I have my family around. I'm loved. So I'm saying, if I have to go through that process, imagine what those people who are actually there at the scene, yeah. they are yeah. there. They live that the day to day. Day to day, how do you not expect houses to be burnt down? I didn't expect them to go go to the to the precinct to to push out all the police officers. How do you not expect that? Yeah. Because I know for sure if I lived out there, I'll be so angered and enraged that like I won't even know what to do. 
and that's you know? the thing with the protests so, and the looting. Like, first of all, the rioting and the looting. It's not black yeah. people that are doing it. These are anarchists that are. It's not. These I, are yeah, anarchists, I, and yes, many of these anarchists, man. most of them, if not all of them, are white. Let's <laughs> call it what it is. They're the ones that are doing. Call it what, bro? I'm here. I'm, I'm here to call it. I'm here to call it spade a yeah. spade. I'm not gonna call it like I see color. Yeah, are white people out of state coming into those places and, and, and looting. Exactly. And, and because they start looting, guess what? You don't think black people are gonna join in and, and start looting with them? Yeah. I'm not here to justify anybody's action, but all I have to say is people are just sick and tired. And what do you expect these young men to do? No income. Like I get right. The these people are they live on the streets. No, I'm just saying they live on the street and not if if these supremacists wanna these anarchists are gonna come in and start looting, don't you think these men who have to find a way to provide for their family is going to take the opportunity to help to loot also. But you see, here's my thing though. Like the protesting, I am 110% in favor of it, right? But, oh, 100%, but 100%, the looting for the sure. Riot, they're looting and the rioting. My my oh. issue is, yeah, A, you're destroying local businesses, but also B, you're destroying your own community that you're going to have to go back home to. When it's all said mm-hmm, and done, I agree. when it's all said and done, the people that are coming from out of state to do the looting and the rioting, they're going to leave. They're going to get out of there, right? Get out of there. You're yep. going to have to go back home into those communities. And the police know who's doing what. Let's like let's keep it real. They know that... who's doing what. You're going to yep. go back home to your own community. Mm-hmm. The police are going to come after you. You already know what happens with the justice system once you're in there. Don't create that trouble mm-hmm. for yourself. I'm all for the protesting. I'm all for it. But with the looting and the rioting, you have to have the mental fortitude to say, I'm not going to give in to my anger. I'm going to walk away from this because it's only going to affect you. Yeah, but, but you're talking about this. So what you're seeing right now are people who are in the right mindset. Right, just think about it. it's all about mindset, right? And, and and I'm telling you that the mindset of the people who are looting, who are joining in on the looting, are those who day to day, just think about it, day to day they're out in the street grinding it, right? Trying to find means to provide for themselves and their families, right? They live in a gag toe. So any opportunity they see is an opportunity. Of course. Right? So you have to think about it, but you're not gonna see uh, a regular day to day person who lives with their mom or that or dad. Right, uh, or in a stable home, or have that clear mindset, join in on the looting. You won't see that. You will see men who are in the streets, who don't care, who probably have criminal court charges, who, who think F the cops, F the police, F the streets, F everybody. I'm just gonna join in on the looting, make money for my girl for tomorrow. That's exactly that's desperation, desperation, right? Everyone, it like, but you won't see those people because those people have fear in their heart. You know, like I know for sure if I'm in the street protesting and I see looting going on, I'll be too scared to join in on looting because I know for sure I have a future ahead of me and I have people to care about. But these people don't, don't they don't see that when they see, oh, I see the bread. I got to make money for my family. I need it right now. It's desperation, the mindset, right? That's why I say everything yeah. comes from the mindset. The police officer who, who, who put his knee and those other two who were pressing him down on, uh, by his leg and his adamant, is their mindset. And that Asian police officer also standing there saying, don't do drugs, boys. His mindset is also screwed. It, it, it's sickening. And you know, okay, here's my thing, actually. We're talking about police, right? Yeah. And this is something I've told my friends for years, and I'm, I'm going to bring it up here because, honestly, it really fucking bothers me, okay? I don't know how other countries work. I'm going to speak from a North American perspective, okay? Right, 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 right. If I want to become a lawyer, I have to go through undergrad, mm-hmm. then I have to do... Then I have to do testing before I can mm-hmm. go to law school, mm-hmm. right? Then I have then I have to go to law school for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then I can finally go and become a practicing lawyer, right? 
Right. And the reason why they have such a stringent process is because you have to interpret the law. You have to get an understanding of the law, right? Let's be in you. So why is it that the people that we're hiring to uphold the law, something as complex as the law, how come they can do it without even graduating from high school? If I'm not mistaken, I think you only need a minimum high school diploma to become a police officer. So that yeah, because you can already... you can you could go straight from um cadet grade nine. Yeah, so and you see that makes no sense to me because okay, you have such a huge disparity from people who can interpret the law from people mm-hmm. who can actually uphold the law. Think about think about the way you thought about the world between the ages of fourteen to seventeen. Do you think hmm. about that? Do you think about the world the same way at the age of 25, 26? I don't know. And I would hope someone doesn't. Or else that means you're really living backwards. It's all about exactly. evolution. You got to you got to evolve. You gotta grow, yeah. right? Exactly. So, if someone is coming out of high school at the age of eighteen, and then they're just gonna go become a police officer, they have no understanding about the world. Zero. They know not. They know nothing de- about so. They know nothing about sociology. They know nothing about psychology. They know nothing about the communities they're in. There's so many things that they don't understand. Hmm. On so many different levels. But they're being trusted to uphold the law. And I'm supposed wow. to trust that this person is going to do a good job. Wow. Like, I, I think so, I think this is that that you just hit it on the head, man. Like that is like, very, very it thoughtful makes, process. It makes no it makes no sense to me. Right, right, so, right, right, right. When I st- when I started noticing these incidents with like Michael Brown and this is like what, twenty fourteen? Mm-hmm. And there, there was a huge rash of police killings. And then no one is asking the question, what are these guys' education level? Because that's a, that's a big factor. Like, how can someone uphold the law and they have, the educa- they have a high school diploma? Like, what are you, what are you what's expecting? A diploma? Like, what's a high school diploma? That's what, factory workers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have like, factory workers being your police officers, essentially. That's equivalent. So I'm, yeah, so I'm going to take someone with a high school diploma. I'm going to send them out into the world. And tell them uphold this. Granted, Listen. there is some who go, to, uh, who who do uh, go through police foundation and all that but stuff. But that's mostly but, from a physical. That's mostly that, for a physical perspective, right? Yeah. So my thing should, is this: if you want to reform policing, you have to reform it from its foundation. They have exactly. to take classes. They have to take like courses in political science. They need to learn. They need to learn the communities. That they need to learn law. They need to take law school. They need to they learn the law. Law. They didn't, they didn't have to I go would, through the struggles lawyers have to go through, if not more. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that, to be honest. I really would not be opposed to that. That's Do exactly. Police foundations, get the physical aspect out the way, but focus mm-hmm. more on the mental aspect. Learn. Exactly. Learn. Like, learn, learn about the communities you're serving. Take sociology courses. Take political sociology, science courses. Sociology, yes, yes. Public definitely. administration courses. Like, yes. You have to study. You have to know the communities you're serving. Mm-hmm. Because I you cannot, I guarantee, I guarantee, if you talk about any of these theories with police officers, they'll have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Not a clue, because they lost and themselves. I've, and I've always wondered, why do people who want to go to law school, why do they have to spend so much money and study so hard? So but much they're police money. officers with a high school diploma. Are you kidding me? You know, the police, you know the police foundation? If you go to school, the one in, in uh, past London, Ontario, you get in, they pay you to be in there. 18000 for three months. See, I didn't know that. Guy. See, I didn't know all that. I know all that because my, my son's father, uh, my son's godfather is a police officer. Really oh, good yeah. man. He was born at home in Nigeria. So he, he, he knows, right? He knows the, the perverseness of the, uh, of the police, police department, just the policing. That... And there's one more thing I want to touch on this uh, Blackout Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Blackout so Tuesday. I'm going to tell you my thoughts, okay? And then I, your, I want to get your stance on it. 
Mm -hmm. So for me, like, I thought it was cool. You know, I see all these different people from different walks of life mm -hmm. all supporting this cause, right? Right, right, right. And it's, it's really a tragedy that it took this man, George Floyd, to die on camera for mm -hmm. people to realize that black lives actually matter. Mm -hmm. But I do feel a little bit more optimistic that people are ready to move forward. But at the same time, though, I do believe that there is a disconnect between the people and the institutions that are in place. Mm -hmm. So that's why I. Okay, go ahead, continue. So for me, like these actual institutions, I'm talking like lawmakers. Mm -hmm. You know, like the, I'm talking lawmakers, the people who who hold power in society, the people that shape society. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawmakers, government. Like these policies that are in place are ancient. And a lot of these institutions are being spearheaded by by dinosaurs. Like, let's call it what it is. They're dinosaurs. Yeah, man. Old white people, bro. So for me, I feel like as a community, we need to start shifting our focus to building our own shit. Like, we need to own our own businesses. We need to start controlling our own narratives. And we need to start building our own platforms. And by platforms, I, agree. I, just, I just mean any outlet in which you can, which, in which you can express your talent or find a way to thrive. So, for example, like for many years, I've been trying to land all these different opportunities at different media companies, right? Mm -hmm. And this is going back to like my undergrad years. And I found it to be a frustrating experience. Yeah, because no one's calling you. Exactly. And it's like, and not to brag, I don't want to brag about myself, but I'm going to call, like you said, I'm going to call a spade a spade. Spade a spade. You talented, you talented. Shoot. I know, I know way more about basketball than a lot of these sports personalities and these people on TV and radio. Like, and it's not even, and it's not even close, bro. I'm telling you, it's not even close. Like, I was. How do you watch the game, bro? I yes, exactly. And I was reading this book called The Life. Um, it's a biography on Michael Jordan. Mm. And I literally caught a, a historical inaccuracy in the book, bro. Like, I caught a mistake that the author made. Like, the author got the date wrong for when the guy got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I had right, to right, bring right. it to this guy. And I had to DM the guy. And I brought it to his attention. So the way I'm looking at it is like for me, I, it doesn't make sense for me to have to keep jumping through hoops and try to land different opportunities. Oh, politics, and man. Politics and glass ceiling. You know, you know, you know when they, you know when they say it's all politics. You know what I mean, right? It means the white guys before you. Exactly. That's what, <laughs> the white guys before you always. The white guys so before for, you. You're in the acting industry, so I know you deal with it just as much as I deal with it. But for me, on the, I, bro, on the regular, a few, bro, years ago, years ago, I said, enough is enough. I'm going to build my own shit. I have my own mm -hmm. platform. I own my own work. So our end goal should be ownership. Ownership, like, man. Like we need to start empowering ourselves creatively, economically, because these gatekeepers are not going anywhere. Not and, going anywhere. And these are the kind of things that we need to start doing. Like we need to start focusing on like opening grocery stores. Mechanic shops, yeah, go, go yep. to finance, the legal yep. industry, media like, there's so many institutions that we can go out there and actually start building our own things. And the reason why there's a lot of racial inequality and disparity in these institutions is because of lack of competition, bro. They have a monopoly on all this stuff. So, yeah, I agree. If, I, I, I'll tell you, bro, let me finish this because I, I have like this has been on my mind all day and I just got to let this shit out. 
Have to. Do it up, man. Do it up. We're always trying to fit in with these people. And look where that's getting us. It's getting us nowhere. But if we just embrace our own uniqueness, tell our own stories, and we just compete against them, we could actually beat them. And eventually, because they're so rigid and they're so archaic in the way that they do things, it's gonna. These systems are gonna implode because the because diversity and innovation can beat them. And it's gonna get to a point where they're gonna be begging to work for more diverse talent, and that's what's gonna open up the marketplace. But if we're comfortable, we keep trying to get a seat at their table and get them to acknowledge us and acknowledge our talent and our existence, these things won't happen. So we need to build our own tables. We need to use the systems that are in place and we need to empower ourselves. And it's hard, it's difficult, but it is possible because it's 2020 and there's so many platforms and outlets for us to do these different things. If we were living in the 70s, 80s or the 90s obviously this probably wouldn't apply to us we would have to try to work with what we have right we would have to try to work within the construct of the system but we no longer need to and as i'm seeing everything unfold that's really what it's, what it's reinforcing to me you everybody has watched tv mm-hmm. and while watching this tv show they're like yo that guy's kind of a, like uh, that guy's that guy sucks as an actor <laughs> like what like I, I don't i don't it's I don't like the acting. Have you watched a show you like, I don't like the acting? Of course, all the time. Yeah, right? And so even as an actor, it's even more insulting when you know you've auditioned to that part and you see them just trashing the, 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 the work. That's, that's what irks my soul the most. Yeah. Right? It's like, what? what? Like, you, you did it based off of what? Race? Right? Basis of what? Not even talent. You know? I, I, I've... I've I've worked so hard to, to, to work on myself, to improve my talent skills. And I know that like, there's not a role that I really can't do out there because I know if I get that role, I'm going to like give it up my hundred percent. I'm not just going to do it because, Oh, I got the role. Oh, I'm just going to do whatever I do. You know what I'm saying? You, you get the role, you kill it. And I, I just feel that like you, you have to like, create your own venues yeah. as a black man and you I mean, uh, and, you, and we've had conversations about starting our own film production company and and writing our own like films mm-hmm. and doing all these things like that stuff that i've been doing mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and for me mm-hmm. and me i'm not an envious guy i could like whatever someone gets that's that's that congratulations right exactly i'll never knock someone right. hustling doing their thing and getting money right like that's, that, that's not in my nature that's not in my blood Right. When I know that I can do something, and this is particularly in writing, but this is more so in the sports industry, like the sports media. Right, right, right. I'm listening to these guys talk about ball or cover the game, and I know way more than they do. Because they're not even watching the game, they're, they're just watching. reading headlines. Right. So for me, it's like I'm trying to find my way to get through these doors, and every time I'm running into that glass ceiling, oh, not enough experience or whatever the case may be, whatever, the, whatever little lines they throw at you as a minority that you often hear. Like where, where, like, where am I supposed to get this experience? If anybody give me a chance. Yeah. Thank you. And the thing is like, what do you mean? I don't have the experience. I've built a whole freaking platform. Go look at right. my portfolio. See how much like sports insiders and people that I've interviewed. The work is I, I've been putting in the work, but it got to a point where I felt like I'm, trying to prove my value to these people i don't need to prove my value to anybody exactly. i know what exactly. i know what I'm you know your worth of. exactly mm-hmm. and i know what i bring to the table so instead of me waiting for you to see what i can bring to the table i'm just gonna build my own fucking table <laughs> build your own table man carpenter i'm not a salty dude i'm not a bitter dude and i and if someone else is getting an opportunity 
good for you and i hope you become I love it. yeah i love it and i want you to continue to be successful and i want you to become the best version of yourself that you could be right 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 but, right exactly and when i see incidents like this it just reinforces more and more just stay on the path and keep doing it and i think more of us need to start adopting this mentality i've seen this um this uh boycotting thing that's going on which boycotting so they're like there's the i think they all want they don't want to do it in july like uh, boycott like July fourth or July first. Boycott the don't don't shop at the big, big um stores like Walmart, uh Target, uh, Amazon, and only support local businesses and and black 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 owner shops. This in this group and this one kid is like, what is that gonna solve? And I'm like, what? You don't think you don't think this is will and supporting black business, black owners and local not just black owners but local stores. Yeah. In your own location. That's what he's saying right there. You're missing the point here. And it and, and he goes on talking about oh uh diluting and you break destroying those small businesses while the protest is going on, all that's not gonna solve anything. I'm like, nobody's talking about the looting mm-hmm. here. We're talking about boycotting Walmart, boycotting McDonald's, boycotting these big names that are owned by white men who, who have influences on our community. And support the actual local community. Support the one who is actually struggling to bring the bread by the right ingredients in your food right there and there in your face, whether it's white or black. Support them I right agree. there. And 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 that's uh-huh. something and, and that's something I try to make a conscious effort of. Like especially right. especially with like um like the hair care products that I use. Like I buy from like small black businesses, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, that's how you make them grow. They have a bigger voice in, yeah. in the community. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, right? And and that's the point that start I was going somewhere. back to. So, like, when I say things like platform, it doesn't always have to be media. It could also be, like, stuff like that, like starting your own hair care company, your own skincare company, your own clothing. Like, whatever talent or gift that you may have that you can contribute, just creating, right. creating an outlet where you can be independent. And then we have to support each other. Like... Exactly. Like, if you have like a and we as people, we need to do better in supporting one yeah. another because every other race do it, but but it's uh, true. but us. It's true, and the because thing... but I know I feel like I know why we don't support each other because we're so afraid. We like we feel like the world's against us. Yeah, you I know mean, what I'm saying. We feel like the world's against us. So who would we trust? Yeah, there is a there is there is a big mistrust, but you know that's everything has to start somewhere. I think with a situation like this, I think it's going to open up a lot of people's eyes. That's really that's really what it boils down to. You'll never know until you start. I definitely agree with that, man. Definitely yeah. agree with that. I don't know, man. This this project's going to trash. <laughs> For example, like I've always felt like like have you ever seen a cow tell another cow, "I don't like you because you are spotted white and black, and you're not brown or black cow." Yeah. Or the rabbit. Have you ever seen a rabbit say, oh, you're, you're a brown rabbit. Oh, you're a black rabbit. Oh, you're a white rabbit. Oh, you're a spotted black and white rabbit. No. It's only us, the humans with higher intelligence, that fear the other different colored humans. Like, we are the only one that does that. All rabbits get along. All cows get along. They don't care. But us with higher, we cannot get along whether you're white or black. or. And this is a historical thing. This is, something, this is something that has been going on like historically and it's just been carried it's just been carried on it's for like in our DNA. Like it's, our yeah. you see do you see those white kids doing the floor the, the George Floyd challenge where they reenact George Floyd 
being I killed. I don't want to see that. I, I, I don't want to see it, but I would. I would. I'm not surprised, but I don't want. I don't want to see it, but I'm not surprised. Bro, it's infuriating. In the, like it's just upsetting, man. But again, yeah. but then again, all these things create hate, and some people have mental issues, right? And, and especially in the black community, where we don't believe in mental health, but it exists, right? No, and so guess what? And, and guess what? These people with mental health are not gonna act like they don't know how to uh, uh, how to process things. They don't know what illness that they have, and and they, they do something obscure. And guess what? Oh, all black people are, are, are violent. All black people are this and that. No, my my skin tone doesn't make me a description. Yeah. You know, I don't it, like my skin tone doesn't tell you who I am because I'm an, an individual. My skin tone tells you that I am capable of overcoming trials and struggles and oppression. Mm-hmm. That's what my skin tone tells you. That's what it should tell you. And and here's the thing oh. with like with our plight as like, you know, as, as being black individuals, right? There's right. two issues and obstacles that we face as a community. For one, people look at us as a monolithic group. So they say... One, well, solo, solo, everybody yeah, in like, one group, us all. One, yeah, like, yeah. So whenever they say, oh, we need a black leader to speak for black people, like, why do we just need one leader? Why can't we have multiple people exactly. to represent the multiple and many voices that exist within the community, right? That's so that's one issue it. I find. And we're also, also too, we're looked at through a very binary lens. You're either a good black or you're a bad black. There's no in between. Like no one ever, if a black person does something, like let's just say, you know, a white person steals, right? Mm -hmm. They're not Not going to condemn and say, yeah, they're going to say, well, A, not all white people steal, B, you know, look at his circumstances. Maybe he had to feed his family, you know, he's poor, Mm -hmm. he's struggling. Like they'll justify it, right? Justify it. But with a but with a black person, you, you you steal or you do the exact same offense as a white person does. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a, what do you expect? He's a bad. He, he's bad. He's a bad black he's, person. He's and a black then, guy. What do you expect? He's a black guy. Yeah. That's what it is. And then that, no? and that's the category. And it's very easy to slip from being the bad black to from being a good black to a bad black. And once right. you're a bad black, you can never become a good black. Right. Like, right. It's and a even very the, binary. It's a very binary even lens. The still have to check their shoulders like if a bad black goes ahead and still guess what the, the good black gets out of a parking lot he closes his car what's about another yeah. car he is and no one's in that car yeah You're like what and, and you have to justify and honestly like whenever a black person does something wrong because we're not again like obviously we have our own issues internally there's no denying that right but then right. now every single person has to now explain why that happened it can't just be a one-off like Mm-mm. whenever there's a mass shooting and the person is is Caucasian or white, whatever you want to call them, there's you don't other white people don't have to answer for that. Mm-hmm. But then when a black person does something wrong in the community, they have to have a big press conference. Don't vilify all black people. This is not all blacks. Like it crazy. Like always having to prove your humanity. It's it's very exhausting. Like it, it's frustrating. Yeah. And it's exhausting as hell. Like it's very exhausting. Like Man. why why do I have to answer for that person's mistake over there? Somebody's racist, and guess what? It takes four days for them to get fired and and, and charged for, for murder. You kill someone in the street, it takes four days to, to be charged. And here's where we have to do better, right? I know I'm in a society where I have all these disadvantages, right? Right. I know I know what I'm up against every single day. So that's why for me I have to think. I have to think really carefully exactly. what I'm doing. 
Mm-hmm. Like you for have to me, process everything. Everything that comes out of your mouth, I, have to, I process everything. Yeah. And everything I do, I have to like everything. And it's not just for me individually, but it's something we all have to start looking, looking at, and start implementing. Anytime you move, you have to move with a purpose. If you're gonna leave your house, leave your house with a purpose. Exactly. Have a goal in mind. What are you going out for? Mm-hmm. I'm not out just for the sake. I'm not out just for the sake I'll of leave you. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not. Like, and I'm not vilifying anybody else. I'm not criticizing anyone. Everyone no, can do whatever they want yeah, to do. You're but saying, for me, yeah, for me, what I'm saying, I'm not a garbage can. So I'm not just going to be standing on the corner doing nothing. You won't ever find me standing on this, like standing on the corner doing nothing, just looking around. That's not what I do. If I'm out, I'm going out with a purpose. I have somewhere I need to be. I'm going to go. If I got to run errands, yeah. I'm going to go run my errands. But I'm yeah. gonna have a purpose when I'm out and about. Don't just go out for the sake of going out. Just to go hang. Yeah, just to like just to be out and about. Yeah, I'm just gonna go. Like, no, like, because this is how you could get yourself into some problems. You could yeah. be at the wrong place at you could be at, at the, the wrong, wrong place time. at the wrong time. You could it could be a case of mistaken identity. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying yeah. that by you going out with a purpose, these things won't happen, but it's less likely to happen. Yeah. When yeah. you have a fixed destination, because where you, you know where you're going. Doing, doing that, you're not trying to make it up. Like, oh, I'm just hanging exactly. out here. And people are like, what you mean hanging out here? Like, you know, it, it just becomes a different conversation in the general, you know? Exactly. If I know where I'm going or what I have to be doing, then it makes life so much easier. And this is the kind of thinking that we have to start implementing as a society and as a community. A lot of us are getting ourselves into problems that we don't need to be getting ourselves into. I totally agree. And I'm not, and obviously what that officer did was murder. We all saw it. We know what happened. Murder. He was a murderer. But, right? my, but, 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 and, but someone and when told I, me he wasn't, it, it was like he didn't die right then. But he died right there. He, he died right then and there. And I don't believe there's anything that George Floyd did that led that he was deserving of that. There's no crime that deserving. he committed. What, he what, what, he, he, uh, he, he what? He fought, supposedly forged a $20 check. Okay, people on Wall Street are forging shit all the time. I don't see them getting choked. That doesn't even warrant so. it. It doesn't warrant it. It doesn't warrant anything. And... <laughs> And so I'm not speaking for his situation. His situation is his situation is a very tragic one. Tragic. But man. what can we learn from this experience? Mm-hmm. What can I do to be better? Right. And and this is not criticizing him in any shape, way, or form. It's not. And I think although I got invited to a group on on Instagram, and mm-hmm. um, the, the gentleman's like, I, I've known you guys my whole life, and as a black person, I just want to know how. I, sorry, he says, as a white person, I just want to know how I could help. How, how can I be of support? And you know what? I, I've sat there and contemplated, and I'm like, you know what? How could white people really help? Because for me, I actually feel so weird sometimes. Yeah. White people are protesting with black people. <laughs> I, I, I can't put my hand to it. It's like, you can't it's feel what... shocking, bro. Yeah, yeah. You, like, you can't feel what we go through. You really... Can you really build empathy? Because to get empathy, you need to be able to understand that experience. And, and here's my thing. And, and, and here's my thing, right? And I appreciate them being out there. There are some I do. that I are do too. I def- genuinely. But here's what I want to say. And I want to really make this clear, right? Here's my thing. So let's just say the Indian people, there was a, something like there was something that was happening within their community that they felt the need to protest for, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think... 
we as black people, we could commandeer and take over their protest. No, not even close. They would because it's, it's their struggle. It's, it's, it's like their a, struggle. It's their voice. Exactly. It's like a sense of respect. So, you, you, I yeah. feel like it's a so, sense of respect to allow their culture, their people to show yeah. the movement. Yeah. I, I if I, I show up, mm. if I show up, I'm showing up in solidarity. I'm not That's showing exactly. up to take over. Exactly. I'm just showing up to be a. I'm just showing up to be there in solidarity and mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. And I'm just there to watch and learn. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick up one of those big microphones and start chanting i'm not yeah, gonna get I, rowdy i'm not I, gonna just, try taking I, over as a black man i don't know how to feel and i don't know how uh, my actions uh, felt so when they were marching with, with yeah. white people like i get it like you want to support you want to be a part of it but like i'm not saying but just listen just listen yeah, like don't change your don't mindset take over right change your mindset and share your mindset with your fellow being don't take over the yeah. post- let us be the voice yeah. of our people because it's your people that's oppressing us and killing us. So yeah. I need you to speak for us. Does that make sense? And my thing is like, like yeah, and my thing is like, or, or like, I don't know how to like explain it. I, I hope it's not coming out of anger, but like, I don't need your voice to say it. I like, we are clever yeah. enough. We are, yeah. we are human enough. Our, <laughs> if I, we are articulate yeah. enough to say what we want to say, Take the back burner. Take the back seat. You know. Yeah, and, and another and another thing too is use your privilege, your voice, and your understanding. Mm-hmm. Go into go into these actual institutions. Okay, go to the cabinet. Go to Congress. Go into these capitals. Go that, to these different institutions where policies did. are being made. You are use your voice and your privilege mm-hmm. to enact real change. Right. That's it. And but I appreciate them. Change the way they, res- they they treat the black people there, the way they view them, um, the way they treat them. You know, change you you as a white person already in an institution of power. Change yeah. that. Like if, if I appreciate them going on social media, posting their black squares and blacking out. Okay, cool. But it doesn't stop there. What comes next? What are you guys going to do next to help further a cause that you guys say is so important to you? Are you going to start hiring more minorities? And I'm not talking diversity hires. I'm talking hiring them because they're best suited for the job and yeah, they're more than qualified and capable of doing it. Are you going to start investing in the communities that you're in? Like, what does that look like? Right now, lip service is not enough. That's what's been going on for the, for decades and decades and nothing has changed. So if you guys are going to say Black Lives Matter and Blackout Tuesday, and we stand with you guys, and we want to learn. Then basically, only for one day, put your man. money where do it for one put day. Put your money where your mouth is. That's yeah. it. You know, we just and that's why show them our support this day. But tomorrow, who cares? You know, and that's why we that's why we as a community we need to take this momentum, we need to take this energy that we have, and we need to start applying it to uplifting ourselves, and. Like one thing I'm seeing on social media, a lot of people are talking about like different organizations that are already doing this. There are organizations like this that already exist. So start finding ways you can get involved with them. Start going to their events. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are nonprofit. Maybe start donating to them. Mm-hmm. Like we have to start finding ways where we can really start building out our own communities. Yeah. Whatever so- and whatever whatever little thing you can do, just do it. Right. Because that's that's the direction things are basically going in. So it's, it's so, time to start. It's time to start empowering ourselves. So, in summary, what white people can do is to help us is first of all change their mindset, right, on how they view yes. the world, and and, and 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 
and while we're protesting, allow us to take the charge in protesting. Don't go ahead and grab a, ma- a megaphone and speak for us. We can speak for ourselves. If you want to join the rally, yeah. go ahead. Join the rally. But please, take the backseat burner. Okay? Let us let us do the struggle in ourselves because we are the only one that can really, really um, uh, feel the empathy or, or, or go through that struggle ourselves like our people, like yes. our in the past. Right? I'm not saying don't be there. You can be there. But it's just weird to see you take charge. It really is yeah. there. If you really want to help, if you really want to be an ally, change the system to, to, to be more just, okay? Allow for more justice, more equality, and just basic respect. Yep, definitely agree. So you want to find out how to be an ally? There's your answers right there. That's justice, it. equality, and respect. Respect. Definitely yeah. agree, man. Yeah, that's a great conversation, bro. Great conversation, man. Thanks for having me on this uh, Vought Media publication uh, i really really appreciate you yeah. man yusuf yeah, many voices yeah. love it i appreciate you too man. all right Zazie, take care man take care of yourself brother